Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to week four of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Fantasy Football Power Rankings. I got it right this time. I'm no longer post-bachelor party power rankings. I am instead lunchtime power rankings as I'm closing on a new apartment tomorrow. So I had to do it today. So let's go ahead and let's get into week four of the power rankings. Ba -ba -da -ba. At number 10, no surprise here, we've got Brett. Still not going to say a single word about your team until you get that first elusive win. I get a lot of crap about the preseason power rankings not being correct. But guys, I had Brett ranked number 10, and I have been spot on about that. At number 9, we have Reese. Reese, your team is down two spots this week. Uh, you took a loss to Colin. And now Colin's team is 3-1, but he's also allowing a shockingly low number of points. It's just the way his luck works, but quite frankly, when it comes down to this team, there's just not a lot to love. I mean, the only guy to really love is Mahomes, but outside of that, there's just a lot of problems with this team. I mean, Kelsey's good, but he's not good enough to win you weeks, most likely, and just the secondary players on here just aren't as good. I mean, Josh Gordon, Allen Robinson, David Montgomery, maybe fine, fine fantasy football players, but not good enough to really help you win a week. Um, I just see this team struggling the further along we get. At number eight, I do not care what the records say right now. This team is three and one. And I can't stand it. Jeff, your team is here at number eight, and I can't stand it. I mean, right now, you have the second least amount of points forced, and you're 3-1 and one somehow. It's getting ridiculous. Sony Michelle absolutely stinks, dude. He has zero missed tackles on the season so far. Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman are in that 50-50 timeshare, which is just creating lots of fantasy problems. You know, if there was one guy there, maybe they'd be better off. So maybe you should be hoping that one of them gets injured. And then Devonta Freeman has been just a major bust. Juju, without Big Ben, hasn't looked as good, and his stock is falling. I just, I mean, yeah, this team is 3-1, and one, and Mark Andrews is definitely a bright spot, but you got to start scoring points, and this team just hasn't consistently done that. And for that reason, I had to keep you at the exact same ranking as last week. Not many times do we see a team 3-1 and one in the bottom half of the power rankings, but until this team scores, I just couldn't really see good reason to move it up. At number 7, we have my team. Now, it's been a fall from grace since I ranked my team number 1, in week two, and maybe it's the power rankings curse, but this team is definitely falling. Um, I am fourth in points forced, which is good, and my team is scoring a lot, and had I played Chris Godwin this week over pretty much anyone, I would have won. Um, that injury really scared me off into playing him, but that's what happens sometimes in fantasy, you know? Injuries scare you off, and you know, you, you get screwed. My team has got a lot of good wide receivers, but not a lot of good running backs, um, and it's just lopsided in that direction, you know. I'm constantly playing for four wide receivers, and, you know, not really playing the right ones is going to be a problem for me. Until I really move and get a second running back that I can play week in and week out, I think this team is just struggling, and 
it's a reason why we've fallen from number one into the number seven spot. I mean, down two spots again this week, and things just aren't looking up. At the number six spot, we have Jake's team. Now, I had Jake here at four last week, so that's down two spots. Take a brutal loss to J.O. this week, but your team is really not getting any better with Melvin Gordon coming back and affecting Austin Eckler. So you, I felt like you really needed to win this week. Um, you know, and Eckler is probably a fine guy to keep playing, but realistically, you know, Melvin Gordon's going to eat up a ton of those, a ton of those uh, rushing attempts. And I just don't see many more 20 point fantasy weeks for Austin Eckler. Uh, Josh Jacobs is still getting the volume, but you have a quarterback problem and Daniel Jones is not very good. Um, Rogers had his first good week, but I don't necessarily think we could trust him from a fantasy perspective right now. I just don't love the offense. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is still doing his thing, I guess, but I think this team is just down a couple spots. I, I don't know. I mean, the really only big bright spot in my opinion is Keenan Allen. And I think it's a reason why you're, you're down a couple spots from last week. I think, you know, if you want to compete and contend this year, that you're going to have to make some moves while Saquon is out. At number five, we have our biggest riser of the week, and that's Mendo's team. Now, he tried to pander to me and still be ranked in the bottom half of the league, even though he scored 157.1 points this week. He won the jackpot week, which was a 50-point win. Uh, or $50 win, and uh, he did have a 50-point win over arguably the best team in the league in Kressner's team. Now, you lose Devontae Adams this week, but who knows how long he's going to be out. But finally, your three running backs really looked good. Cooper Cup is honestly and probably should be regarded as a top 10 fantasy receiver now. So I don't necessarily think you're hurting too much by losing him. And then you have the really consistent Bears defense that's just putting up great weeks in and out from a fantasy perspective. Jarvis Landry is looking good. T.Y. Hilton should hopefully be coming back soon. You get Golden Tate back. I I don't necessarily think you're going to be dying for a wide receiver right now. Maybe it makes sense to add one. But if your three running backs can put up numbers like that, then you're probably in a pretty decent spot. Um, I still think you're going to have to find a better quarterback option than Kyler Murray, but you know, 15 points from him is, is probably good enough. Um, at number four, we have Mayhan's team. Now, Mayhan's team is up two spots this week after a crucial win to put himself at three and one. Um, he took a big win over me. Like I had mentioned earlier, if I had played the right guys, I maybe would have gotten a, a win. But, you know, the Wayne Gallman pickup ended up being the deciding factor in this matchup. Um, no one on our league was high on him and everybody kind of let him slip through the cracks and into your hands for a 24.8 fantasy performance. And that's good enough to get a win. And it was worth the the waiver wire pickup. It was worth $44 in our other league. And, uh, maybe I'm scratching my head. Maybe he's okay. Maybe he's a good fantasy asset moving forward. I still don't really think he's a great football player, but you know, he got in the end zone and that's, what's important. Um, Todd Gurley stock is definitely down he only got five carries this week I mean he still put up 22 points but five carries it's interesting I mean the Rams are really making him out to be some sort of bubble boy I mean they're they're really afraid to increase his workload and that's something to pay attention to 
But either way, I mean, this team is up two spots, and honestly, another win next week, and this team will continue to rise. I mean, this team has that sort of makeup for a championship-caliber team, a lot of depth, a lot of good wide receivers, and a lot of good running back options. Tevin Coleman's going to be coming back. Aaron Jones has been improving. Um and, you know, maybe if Wayne Gallman's a guy for the next four weeks and puts up that type of fantasy performance, then, you know, his team could really put itself in a good position for a, a deep playoff run. At number three, we have Collins' team. Now, this is frustrating to a certain degree. Now, I have Jeff all the way down at number eight in the power rankings because he's only scored 410 points. But Collins' team's not too far away. He's only scored 441 points. He's actually allowed the least amount of points in this league at 381. For instance, Jeff has 394. And he's 3-1 because of really luck. I mean, his team's definitely been good enough to get those wins. But, you know, the schedule's definitely been super favorable. Um, as of right now, you know, the the league he drafted, the division he just drafted, is definitely the easier of the divisions. I mean, he's got Jeff's team, which is, you know, as, as I said, ninth in points forced. He's got Brett's team, which is 10th in points forced. He's got Reese's team, which is 8th in points forced. <laughs> and he's got Jake's team that is now without Saquon Barkley. So, I mean, he drafted the better division. He's definitely benefiting from it. Um, and Collins' team is 3-1, and one, and that's dangerous in its own right. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, you made a huge trade this week, and I'm not quite sure if it's going to have benefited you in the long run getting rid of Zeke. Um, and it's super confusing as I'm going through these power rankings, figuring out which team Hansen is which. Very, very fucking confusing, but that's fine. Um, but Derrick Henry has definitely been super solid. You got Kenny Galladay on a bye this week. Antonio Brown, you might as well drop him. He's never coming back. I just, I don't see it happening. But, you know, this is the this is the guy who's won a shit ton of championships for our league. And at 3-1, and one, he's, uh, you know, a few wins away from really putting himself in a good spot for a fancy football playoff rush. And that has championship caliber behind it. At number two this week, Kressner is actually moving down a spot. Um, his team still had a really good week, but he still took a loss. Um, it's still Kressner's team, so I think that's part of the reason why I'm actually dropping him one spot this week. And he's got me this week, which I have carry on on a bye. That's definitely going to hurt me. And it just... I mean, when you just look at his team on paper compared to mine for this upcoming week, his team looks better and probably should see a win. I'd put him at three and two. Um, and so it's kind of easy to slot him in here. Um, but he did take a loss. Um, he took a loss to the team that scored the most points this week. Dalvin Cook continued his his tear on the league. You know, Kamara had another solid week. Uh, Deshaun Watson actually only put up 11 points this week, which is kind of shocking. But Austin Hooper has actually been crazy at the tight end spot the last two weeks. So we thought losing Hunter Henry would hurt you, but it's ended up not really hurting you at all. Hooper has really stepped up and, and been huge. And now you have Ezekiel Elliott. And really, I mean, with the three-headed monster that you've assembled, 
you know, any given week, one of those three guys can have a 30-point week. As long as the other two guys put up 10, I mean, that's, you know, you're looking at about an average of 50 points a week from your running backs, which is definitely a huge advantage uh, moving forward. And at number one this week, uh, we have J.O. running up two spots this week, accumulating himself to a 3-1 and record with Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette as his top two dogs. And Leonard Fournette finally put together that week. We've been looking for him. The volume's been there, and he finally did it. Mike Evans had a 17-point week, and Chris Godwin still had a big week. But, you know, if that changes and, you know, it's Mike Evans' week or Chris Godwin week, it looks like one of those guys is constantly going to dominate on a given week. And Christian McCaffrey is just the most valuable running back in football right now with Saquon Barkley out. Um, Right now he's on pace to pretty much break it every single touch record there is, and you're getting Melvin Gordon back this week. So you're going to have Melvin Gordon, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, and there's just enough with these wide receivers and Sammy Watkins and Mike Evans to really make a push here. So that's why I got you at number one, and now A.J. Green is still out for this foreseeable future, but you know when he comes back, it's another piece that you're adding to the puzzle. So for week four, the power rankings, I got to slot you at Numero uno because you're three and one, so I gave you the slight edge over Kressner this week. Um, and that will do it for week four of the power rankings. Look forward to doing week number five. Should have it be regular schedule next week for Tuesday night. But like I said, I got some stuff going on today. Close out on a home tomorrow. So I'll see you guys later.